Welcome to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. I'm Gabby. And I'm Sarah. And we are two physical therapy students on our journey to get that DPT debt free. And our vision for you is to get through PT school on your first try without any debt. Join us as we navigate through the insanity of physical therapy school together. This episode is brought to you by the SPT Navigation System. We're here to help you navigate through your PT school journey, whether it's your first time or your second lap around, and get you through debt-free. As PT students, this is what we would have wanted to help us navigate PT school, and so we've created all of this for you. We give you the tools and resources that school does not give you in order to get into the right mindset for school success, adjusting to the heavy workload of PT school, studying smarter, managing your stress and your time, making connections, and other tools you need in order to become a debt-free SPT. Click the link in the description to join the upcoming class. Welcome to another episode of Gratitude, everyone. And for today, we are really excited. We have a really special guest for all of you, and Kyle is here on the podcast today, so thank you for coming on. Absolutely. Pleasure to, pleasure to be here. We're so excited. And for the people who don't know you and they're like, who is Kyle? Can you tell a little bit just about what got you into physical therapy in the first place and then where you are today? Sure. So I'm Dr. Kyle Freeman. I'm a physical therapist. Um, I went to Misericordia University in Northeastern Pennsylvania. I graduated December of 2016, so I've been practicing for about uh, a little over three years because I didn't start till about April. And when I initially graduated, I moved across the country from New York to Arizona uh, for my first job as I kind of just didn't want to stay in New York. The pay wasn't there. I also didn't want to stay with my parents any longer. I um, wanted to kind of pave my own path finally. And um, I worked inpatient rehab for a year while also doing outpatient ortho on the side to make some extra money, um, really save up, pay, you know, work towards paying off my loans quicker. And um, within that first year, uh, I realized a lot of the, um, a lot of the downsides of working in corporate healthcare, uh, seeing a lot of patients not getting the care that they deserve because it was a for-profit hospital. Also just seeing, just seeing the reality of working in healthcare. On top of that, I had tuition reimbursement that was supposed to be in my contract for my company that I had to fight for. Uh, they were supposed to give me $10,000 after working for three months, and I never got the money until about 10 months of working for them. And that was after me fighting, and it was because they changed their program, all this thing. So um, I felt mistreated, and I quickly, within just a few months of working there, realized, wow, this is BS. I don't put up with this stuff. I'm from New York. Like I, you, I come from a place where you either step on or step over people. It's the truth. So living in Arizona, I was like, okay, I'm going to stick it out for at least a year because that would have paid off uh, the costs that they paid for to, for me to move across the country. Uh, but yet I would still have to give back some of the sign-on bonus that I gave because it was a two-year contract. So I decided, screw it. I'm going to leave with my dignity give back some money and left. And at that time I decided 
I wanted to move to San Diego. That was my dream, dream spot and start a business. Um, I always thought about starting a cash pay business. And I said, you know what? I just, I felt like I could do it myself. And I knew I had all the right intentions of treating people right. Uh, also getting paid appropriately for what I thought my worth was. And I moved to San Diego, started up the business. Uh, I also considered doing home health contracting at the same time, but my, my mind was kind of all over the place, but I just knew I wanted to do my own thing. Uh, at the same time, I also started doing home health uh, part-time just to make sure I could pay the bills. Um, I also had flexibility in my schedule a bit more uh, versus being stuck in a clinic all day. I could go see a couple patients at whatever time I wanted and work on my business on the side. Um, with that, I also went to um, Smart Success. Um, well, back then it was Smart Success PT. Yeah, did we miss what? you? Were you there last May at SSPT no, Live? No, no, this was, this was 2018. This was, so Gabby yes. missed you in 2018. I, missed you. <laughs> I was at yeah. the pre-PT grind crew, but that was, yeah, that was in 2018. Wow. Yeah, that, anyway. that was when I was there. And um, I went there, you know, like, man, uh, I went there and I had mixed emotions leaving. Um, I was like overwhelmed with the amount of information and, and all these people doing different things and people there were quitting their jobs while I was there. And it was like, what is going on? But I signed up for the smart success PT. God, my brain's not working, but I signed up for Greg Todd's course and never even finished the course. Um, I went through so much overwhelm, so much stress, so much anxiety over the the couple months uh, after smart success, just trying to figure out my business. Didn't have a ton of guidance, even though I paid for mentorship. Um, it wasn't exactly what I needed. I needed more one-on-one -on -one coaching uh, is what I realized. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't even relax. I couldn't go across the street to the beach because uh, I lived oceanfront at this time somehow uh, in San Diego. I couldn't even go across the street to the beach to to clear my head because I'd be sitting there on the beach, anxious, thinking about all the things I should be doing. I should be working on my website, all the things I could be getting done, how I'm, I'm not where I need to be. And this was over the course of just a couple of months. So really I had, I guess, a lot of unrealistic expectations on where I should be. Um, but that also was part of the fact that I didn't have guidance. I didn't have someone telling me you don't have to have this all set up yet and telling me the steps I should be focusing on. And I was honestly worried, worried about like the IRS coming after me, uh, even though I barely made a dollar at this point. So after a couple months of this happening, I was just, I was, my health was not good. I was not taking care of myself. I wasn't eating much. I wasn't drinking water. Even my home health patients, I was running late in the mornings. Um, I just was not my best self at all. It was honestly my worst year of my life. And I finally hit that point of, I need to stop because this is not going anywhere. I need to take care of myself. And if this continues, it's, it's going to go into a bad path. So I hopped on some calls with some people um, just to get some insight on what I should do. At the time, I was... I was stuck in this idea of, I felt I was settling down somewhere that I wasn't ready for, even though it was San Diego, my dream spot uh, to live and start a business. And 
but this this thing of travel was calling me and not not necessarily traveling traveling pt but just traveling the world um i just knew if i settled down in a business that was local that i wouldn't have the opportunity to just get up and go travel for a few weeks because if you want to do that in the first two years of your business your business is going to fail uh, straight up you need to attend to it uh and let it grow like a child so i eventually just quit my job um quit the business just stopped it i made i made a few thousand dollars which was good saw some patience but um got some experience in starting up a business what i did right what i totally did wrong and i went away to the middle east for a month um in december of 2018 and when i came back i just hopped in travel contracts uh, in california and i decided i also moved up to northern california just to get out of where i was because even though i loved san diego it was toxic at that point so I started doing travel contracts and I also made it a focus to get my health back. Um, so I went to start seeing a psychologist once a week. That was cash pay um, because I knew uh, what existed through insurance. Um, I started to get into a better routine. My focus was just get back on track, take care of yourself, save money because money was also an issue. Having my loans, um, feeling like a weight on my shoulders and not paying them down because they really weren't a focus prior to that. My focus was use all my money towards my business to invest and, and make more money as opposed to pay off my loans. Um, and so I said, once I started doing traveling contracts, I saw the money and I just did the math and I had probably remaining of my 85,000, I probably had 72,000 left. And I just did the math and I said, if I am making this money to the end of the year, I can pay off my loans. Um, and that's what I did. So over the course of like eight, eight I think it was eight months, um, I paid off the rest of my loans, um, just worked. I even did some part-time on top of my travel contract um, and paid off my loans. Got into a more peace, peaceful state, I would say. Um, kind of found myself a bit again and just making that progress really helped. And within that time frame, I ended up meeting, I guess we'll jump into the whole TikTok thing, is I met Sonia, um, who was doing TikTok. Um, Sonia's my partner now. And we, I, I didn't really know what TikTok was. And she had about 60,000 followers at the time. And so that kind of interested me. I was like, wow, that's, that's really cool. Like kind of got my, my gears going. And after a while of just like, she was almost embarrassed to talk about it because no one she knew did it. And she just did it for fun, making fun videos. And within like a month or so after that, maybe two, she hit a hundred thousand followers. And then a week after hitting a hundred, she hit 200,000 followers. And I was just like, what is going on? Like, this is crazy. And Grant, she, does, she speaks Spanish, Japanese, and English. So her channel is focused on a lot of her cultures, uh, teaching the languages and whatnot. And I said, you know what? I have to hop in on this thing and try it. So initially, I just, I didn't know what I was doing for it. I just did some fun videos, like whatever, just understanding the app. And after I had a decent following, of like 15,000 followers, like very quickly, uh, I realized I need to take this seriously. 
Um, and after I went to on another trip in December, uh, December 2019, I went to Europe. And when I came back, I said, I need to focus on TikTok. Um, and quickly within just a couple months of really making content, um, I am now at 125,000 followers today, um, creating content on life as a physical therapist, educational videos, parodies. Uh, I like to do humor and just life in healthcare as well. And within about a month and a half ago, I was also selected to become a partner with TikTok, uh, making creative content or educational content for their creative learning fund. Uh, which is focused on, it's a, basically a pilot program for education on their platform. Uh, TikTok started to realize that, wow, some of these educational videos, tutorial videos do very well. Let's try and pilot this and see if education is a good niche on here. So um, they selected a few creators to be a part of the pilot program. And so I have to make five videos a week for eight weeks focused on education. There's some other stipulations, but uh, I have a manager with TikTok, which is great. Um, so I kind of have some access to opportunities that other creators wouldn't necessarily have. Um, it's supposed to help with my growth a little bit. And uh, so it's really great. And then also at the same time, I realized that it was during the pandemic, which we're kind of coming out of it at this time that we're talking. But I realized, wow, there's not really a ton of healthcare providers on here. And there's some doctors, some nurses, but uh, there needs to be more educational information on here, clearly, because that's where TikTok's trying to go with it. At least that's what I saw because I was selected for that program. And so I said, let me start teaching other people about TikTok, other healthcare professionals. So I started a Facebook group, um, TikTok for Healthcare Professionals, Growth Tips, Community and Education. And quickly, we're almost at 500 members just in a few weeks. And I just released a beta course um, just two days ago uh, from zero to TikTok, where I'm teaching just beginners on the app, like how to use the app, um, how to find your target audience and your niche, um, how to create videos, how to understand all the features, basically the basics of the app, um, as I really foresee TikTok growing immensely. And it's kind of the next Instagram. So I'm really trying to push people to get started now so that they're not kicking themselves a year from now when it's blown up and they started late. And then on top of that, I do, so I coach healthcare professionals on how to create their accounts, um, how to better their accounts, better their videos. And I also consult with traveling healthcare professionals, um, how to get into traveling healthcare. Is it a good time? Right now is not a good time. Um, but the ins and outs of the business and, um, yeah, I think that's about all I do right now. And then I'm also working on a surge unit for COVID-19 uh, here in Central California, which for the first few weeks, we actually didn't have any patients. Uh, so I was just sitting around getting paid, working on my social media. Uh, but just this past week, we actually got our first patient. Um, it's actually uh, a facility for the developmentally and intellectually disabled. Uh, there's also a section for those who are have been accused of crimes but aren't fit to stand trial. So they come to this facility uh, to rehabilitate in order to stand trial. So some of them are uh, criminals. 
um, which I will be seeing my first patient on Monday. So that's exciting, but that's where I'm at. And um, yeah, I don't know what, yeah, that's where, where <laughs> that are. is a lot of stuff. Oh my God. Okay. A few, a few things that we're just blown away by besides, you know, all of it, but the fact that TikTok has exploded the way that it has already. And it, this is only the beginning, right? Like you said, this is only the beginning of TikTok. Many mm -hmm. people thought it was just, you know, underestimated. I think uh, the capabilities of reaching more people and educating more people in a much more interesting way that stuck with them because it's interesting. It's, it's infotainment. And so we think it's really amazing what you've already started and what was the beginning of TikTok for you? I know you kind of touched on it a little bit about kind of who helped you get started with it, but what were some of those first videos and what were some of the thoughts going through your head in the beginning? Right. Um, the first, I think I made my first video in August. I'd have to go back into my first video and take a look at the date, but I think it was August of last year. Um, and again, I wasn't really taking it seriously. I just... I saw some of the content that was on TikTok at the time because honestly, it's it's changed just in the past six months. And I I was I remember I think my first video was me in Chicago, and I remade. Have you ever seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off? You know the the in the art gallery when oh, what's his name, Carmen Cameron when Cameron is staring at the the painting of the little girl and he's just staring at it and it just, it's playing this music. You'll have to go into my profile, but I always wanted to remake that. And I ended up in Chicago for a travel, uh, for a, a, I don't even know what it was for. It was for my, my, um, traveling healthcare staffing company. And yeah, I remade that and it was, I loved it. I had so much fun making that and it actually did decently for my first video. And then I just made some like other random ones, like, I think there was one of me like eating pot stickers and then it went in reverse and I was like they, it was just stupid videos honestly um because I didn't I didn't have a plan or action I wasn't seeing it as I'm gonna turn this into a business or anything like that or make money it was just like eh, let me have fun with this uh it's slightly uncomfortable because I don't really know what I'm doing uh when you kind of have an action plan of like the type of content you want to create it changes your mindset and that's when you have a little more focus and don't feel as awkward uh, there's still an awkward phase if you're not used to being in front of the camera but as you make more content you get more comfortable that's so true so, because anything we start it's like especially <clears throat> something like tiktok and for healthcare professionals i think it's more of that oh you know the younger generation is on it and it's like you know, I have Facebook and Instagram and I just learned how to, you know, do these now. Why should I need another platform to, to have to learn again? And I'm so glad that you are making your course because, you know, so many of us, like us included, there's still so much we, we don't know about TikTok. And, um, so for your beta course, uh, what are you like, what are the certain things that you're including and how long is your course? Mm -hmm. So um, just before I get into that, just like a couple of things is right now, um, I listen, I, I didn't get into Instagram until 2000, 
2017, like the end of 2017, which was late. That's late as hell. Um, and even nowadays, it's really hard to grow organically on Instagram uh, unless you go viral for something or really, you know, it, it takes it takes work. Within the past couple months of being on TikTok and me not really doing much different on my Instagram, my following on Instagram went from under a thousand to over five thousand, and that was because of TikTok. A hundred percent. Even Sonia, she she has a following of over four point five million on TikTok right now. Uh, but within about four months of her creating her Instagram account, and four months ago she didn't have four point five million. She probably had maybe over a million. I'm not really sure. Uh, but she has now grown a Instagram following from zero. Like she started a new account for this um, Instagram platform and she has over 225,000 Instagram followers in those few months. So, and that's directly because of TikTok, because on TikTok, you can attach your Instagram, attach your YouTube. So if people find your, your profile and they like your, your content, they're going to go to your Instagram because all they have to do is do one click and then they're on your Instagram profile. And then if you have other content on there that people like, they're just going to follow you. Um, and then there's also other, other ways of communication on Instagram. Obviously it's a different, it's a different app. Uh, so the main reason that someone should learn TikTok right now is because if your goal is to grow a, an influence an audience, whatever it might be, grow your business. Um, TikTok is the, the quickest way right now to grow an audience, like a hundred thousand percent. Um, you can grow your Instagram much faster if you get on TikTok. It's that's just how it is. Um, and people on TikTok, their Instagram accounts are blowing up all the time. Those who are blown up on TikTok because people are growing rapidly out of nowhere. Um, yes, some people it's it's harder, but I mean I have people in my group who just recently started their accounts within the past month or so. And they're already flying over a thousand followers. Um, that doesn't happen on Instagram. You know, some of them, some of them, I even have a, a pelvic physical therapist who just had a, a video hit over a million views. And she's only been on the app for, I think maybe two months. And she's now at over 26,000 followers in two months. Maybe maybe three, but still, um, when she, that one video hit, she gained like, I don't know, maybe five, six, seven thousand followers within a couple of days, and that's all it takes. Sometimes is one video. Um, my friend Zach, who's in the group, also he's a physical therapist. Uh, he had one that hit just five hundred thousand views the other day, and he's almost at two thousand followers now. Um, and so it's that's the rapid growth that is happening on TikTok. And that's why I'm really making the push for people to start now because it's not always going to be like this. Just like the same thing with Instagram in 2012, that's when you could grow rapidly. That was the TikTok of now. That was when you could get on there, put content out because it wasn't flooded with noise already. It wasn't flooded with users. Um, and they were focused on creators growing versus putting advertisements and monetization. Right now, it's the same thing. With TikTok, they're not focused so much on the monetization as much as they're focused on improving the user experience, um, 
having creators be happy on the platform so that they stay on it and continue to grow because there are copycat platforms that are coming out uh, that are trying to grow just like TikTok that are short film infotainment apps and they're not doing as well. Um, TikTok is the leader. And on top of that, they just um, hired on a new CEO that is from Disney. He was Disney's head of streaming. Uh, he basically was responsible for creating Disney Plus. And so he is the new TikTok CEO, which is huge. Um, that means they have an American CEO now because it was a Chinese-based app. And it really just means TikTok's not going anywhere. Um, and now they have a really smart leader. So like I said, I created my group to kind of inform uh, healthcare professionals on how to create their platforms, how to use it to help their businesses if they have one, gain clients, gain patients, um, or just use it as a creative outlet. Um, some, of my, some of my group members are using it as uh, a creative outlet or a side passion. You know, I have some people who are physical therapists and doing it for the, the, a, a wine channel. Some are doing it for a music channel. Um, some are doing it for a food channel. And so it, it doesn't really matter what you want to use it for. The people in my group are learning the basics of just how to use the app in general and how to get in front of their audience, whoever that might be. So um, you can be a healthcare professional in my group and not use it for healthcare information or education. Uh, it's just that's the bulk of it because that's what I do. Um, so I created the course, the beta course. Um, it's not going to start until June 15th. Today is what, June 7th. And it's basically just going to be a five-day course uh, where there's going to be a module every day that comes out to kind of um, everyone goes along at the same pace. And it's to push people to take action because uh, a lot of people in the group they're interested in TikTok, but maybe they're fearful of making their first videos because they are uncomfortable or they don't know what to do with it, um, kind of where I was when I started. So really the goal of the course is to, to take people from zero to TikTok. So maybe they don't even have the app, but to get them started, who to focus their audience on or who their audience is, um, determine why they're on the app and what they want to use it for create their bio, create their profile, um, and make their first three videos uh, by teaching them the app, how to put text on the screen, how to use different sounds, uh, what type of hashtags to use, how to use some of the features, um, do things called transitions. Um, and so they'll be forced to make their first three videos. And so it's a way of kind of just getting people to take action because once people understand something a bit better, they're not so fearful of it. and they will likely continue if you put if they get that push um, and roll with the momentum. So that's really the goal of the course. Again, this is a beta, so I'll be learning just as much along the way and and how I can make it better. If people are gaining a, a lot out of it, uh, if maybe it's maybe they feel it could have been more beneficial, I don't know. Um, but I just know I didn't want to try and teach everything about TikTok right away because I knew it would be overwhelming. I'm just trying to get people kickstarted because there are people in my group who are already doing it pretty much are doing great and don't need too much um, advisement from me. Um, they're doing the damn thing. And so really for me, it's like, I, I just want to push more healthcare providers on the app. And if I can help them 
light a fire under them and get them started as well as save them time by um, preventing them from making some of the stupid little errors that could have that I consult people for and uh, prevent them from making so that their their videos do better they get in front of more people they get more views and they grow a following quicker then that's that's my job so that's where we're at we're excited to see where it goes because I think this has been something that people are looking for you know whether it's healthcare professionals or not uh, it's always hard when something new comes out and I know TikTok isn't that new I don't even know when did TikTok start so TikTok was originally uh, an app called Musical.ly, if you've ever heard of that. And then TikTok took over, mm, at this point, it's probably like two years ago. Oh my God. Uh, because Sonia has been on the app for probably like a year and a half now. And yeah, it was probably about two years ago. I don't know the exact date that they took over. Um, but also, there was the, a huge skyrocket in the use of TikTok was because of the pandemic, because people yeah. were at home and looking for entertainment, looking for fun things to do. Um, so people have just been downloading TikTok left and right. It's the number one app downloaded in the App Store on in the Apple App Store. Um, I think there's almost a billion users. Last I checked in April, the latest article I saw, there was over 800 million users worldwide. Um, and that's going to continue to increase. So, and the age range is increasing as well. I know, like you said, a lot of people think it's just for kids. It's just for dancing, which is just simply not true. Uh, it's the same thing they said about Instagram. Uh, when it first started, they said it's for kids. It's for photographers. It's for showing off your family. Um, and then look at it now. It's worth billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars. Um, so really I'm trying to, part of the battle is just getting people to realize that this is the next thing. And even if it is a younger population, which it is, the bulk of the app user base is less than 25 years old. I think 60% is less than 25 years old, but that means 40% is not. And the age range on the app is ever spreading, um, especially with the pandemic. You have tons of people, millennials, um, adults. Uh, there's even some people in their 60s and 70s using it. You know, I make physical therapy videos and I, I just I made an aquatic therapy video and I had some lady who looked like she was 70 comment on my video. Like, oh, I, I, I can't wait to get back to my aquatic exercises uh, because she can't go to her pool right now. And I was like, wow, this is great. This is so funny. This, this, this older lady is looking up my, my physical therapy videos. So they're, they're, they're coming in. They're going to be there. So if people get started now and create, and influence an audience, even if it's small. And by small, I mean, you know, 2,000, 3,000 followers, because you can gain that pretty quickly. You're still going to be seen as a greater, uh, a greater authority on the app when those people get on it in a year from now, two years from now. This is a long game. 
That is so funny that you had an older lady comment on your aquatic thing. I'm just imagining because the fact of the matter is even if 60% are under, you know, 25 years old, all of those people probably have grandparents and they're sharing it with their grandparents and then their grandparents get on and then they're like, oh, and then the grandparents, you know, then you have the generation in between. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like it's just going to expand so much and I'm really excited to see it. Um, And for your beta course too. Uh, we're super pumped to just see where this goes a year from now. For all of you listening in the future, we should preface, it's June 2020, guys. So <laughs> this is uh, just if the beginning. the world isn't over by then. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, and I think it's just amazing what you have done with it so far. And uh, I have so many questions, but Gabby, do you have any, any off the top of your head that you want to you start with? I was just going to say, I mean, we can go now that we've, um, you know, we've been talking about TikTok and uh, now with students. So let's focus, let's kind of talk about like PT students. And I don't know if you've been seeing more PT students on TikTok um, and a lot of students, especially like putting out um, content that they may be learning in class. And uh, what would you like, what kind of advice would you give for an SPT who is like, I want to go on TikTok and do informational videos or put out content, whatever um, mm-hmm. it may be. Yeah, I actually recently, um, yes, there are more physical therapists, like the bulk of uh, the clinicians in my group are physical therapists, mainly because of I am a physical therapist and the groups I'm in and the posts I've made are a lot, a lot of them are directed towards uh, PTs. Uh, so, and there really weren't many on the app. And so I've really, I think I've pushed a lot of PTs to get on the app, which is great. And recently I had a student, I think he told me he, uh, got the handle physical therapy and, uh, he, I was like, oh, that's really cool. Uh, he's like, but you know, what should I use it for? I was like, well, don't use it for, you know, nutrition. I was like, use it for physical therapy, um, you know, just kind of playing around with him. And, but he's a student and I was just like, just, just take what you're learning and put it on the app. You know, you don't want to, if you don't feel comfortable, like with other things or sharing too much extra knowledge, well, whatever you're learning, you know, hopefully for the most part, you know, anatomy or whatever, I was like, just turn it into video form. Like, and just share what you're learning on the go. Um, That's the easiest thing you could do, truly, because there's someone somewhere that doesn't know that information. Even me nowadays, it took me a long time to realize that some of the simplest thing, the things that I find to be simple knowledge or common knowledge are not. Like some of the most basic things, for example, just like, do you use ice or heat? Um, you know, what do you take for this type of injury? You know, what is a basic exercise for quad strengthening? Like just little things that people have no idea about. And we, we when you surround yourself with like-minded clinicians and people who are educated in healthcare, you think everyone knows it. But if you're putting this out there into the world, most people don't know this information. So you have to t- kind of take a step back and you might feel like, oh, this is so like simple, but 
it's information that people need. Um, so for students, I would say just talk about what you're learning now. Uh, and it doesn't matter if someone else is talking about it too. Uh, guaranteed they're not getting in front of the same audience or you have a, are building a completely different audience. You know, it's the same thing with, with Instagram. When I got on it, again, it was late. And there were already a ton of fitness influencers, a ton of physios saying, you know, do this exercise, do that exercise. And I was like, ah, I don't want to be just another one of them. That was just, I didn't want to do that. So for me, although, you know, I do do some educational stuff uh, for the platform I'm on um, or the program I'm in, uh, I do a lot of the parodies, the humor, um, because that's my creative release that's who I am. And that's what I like using the app for. I also like trying to spread the good word about physical therapy in general. And the more people we have doing stuff like that and educating, the better off our community will be in understanding physical therapy, uh, understanding the profession, what we provide, not just saying, hey, your neck hurt, do this exercise. Because a lot of times, there's a lot of false information out there. And number two, like I also don't find it to be the most beneficial because you could be having someone do an exercise that could be harmful to them, even though for some it might be good, others it might be bad. So um, I have my own thoughts on those types of videos. And I'm conscious of that when I make my own, but that's really what, if I was talking to students right now, I would say just Create content, number one, that you enjoy making. Because if you don't enjoy making it, you're going to stop and you're going to hate it and it's not going to be fun and you're going to quit and you're not going to grow because it's going to show in your videos that you either lack confidence or you're just, you don't care. Uh, number two, take the platform seriously. That's huge. Because if you were just taking this as like, oh, it's just TikTok, you make these whatever videos and it's not going anywhere, then it's not going to go anywhere. Um, you got to take it seriously. You got to treat it like it's Instagram now, but you know, it's not as you can't monetize it the exact same way you can monetize right now. But again, that shouldn't even be your focus, but you need to take it seriously. You need to look at it. If you're trying to eventually make money off of it or gain clients or gain patients or whatever it might be, um, you have to look at it as business, not, not a joke. Um, cause if you look at it as a joke, it's going to, it's going to come out that way. Um, and then lastly, you just got to know what you want to use it for. Again, a physical therapy student doesn't necessarily have to use it for physical therapy. Again, I've, I'm teaching people to use it as a creative outlet. Those who are, maybe they're burned down their job and they come home and they have fun making TikToks. Uh, a ton of people in my group just have a ton of fun making the videos and a lot of people are feeling more confident in themselves and kind of being more creative and being more of who they really are and just putting it out there. Cause on some other platforms like Facebook and Instagram, uh, we have, we have to maintain, we feel we have to maintain this professional outlook cause it's professional apps for business. It's like, no, it's, you could be doing the same on there. Um, granted you want your, your content to be a little more diverse. You don't want people seeing, the same things on your Instagram and TikTok because why would someone follow you on both? You know, that's why I, I tell people like, it's good to share a couple of your videos on Instagram, but you don't want your Instagram to start looking like your TikTok because that's just useless. 
Um, so yeah, um, that's the main thing is just have fun with it. Have fun with it and know what you want to do. All great pieces of advice. And for all the students listening, really take that to heart. Don't just listen to this and not do a damn thing with it because that's useless. <laughs> like the point of us chatting here is so you all will do something about it. And so take some action today, even if it's a little bit, or at least go explore it. Uh, don't get sucked into the black hole of it and forget about your studies, but like do something with this because it's really valuable. Um, and I have one more question that I thought of. Uh, I know I have so many, but I'm trying to not go down too many rabbit holes here. Uh, but Kyle, what did you think TikTok would be for you right now? Like what was your past self thinking your future self would get out of TikTok? Did you think you would be here? Um, no, I mean, like, like I said, when I first started my account, I didn't, I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, I didn't even know anyone else who was using it other than Sonia. Um, and then I started to hear TikTok come out of important people's mouths, like Gary Vaynerchuk, who's someone I really look up to. And that's when I was like, oh, oh, wow. Um, I need to start paying attention a bit more. I need to give this more of my attention. And um, it's a good thing I did, honestly. Um, so really, the only thing I would have said was like, I, I wish I took it seriously more sooner. I really, because if I, when I started in August, if I actually really was making consistent content daily from then, I definitely 100% have probably double the following. I cannot like almost guarantee that simply because I've only been truly consistent for the past, like this year since I think February. Um, and that's only a short time. That was only a couple months ago. That was like literally right before the pandemic started. Um, and so within that few months, I gained most of my following, which, you know, at this point is over a hundred thousand that I, that I gained. Um, cause I think in January I had like 15 or 20, I don't know, something like that. Um, so yeah, that's what I would say is just take it more seriously. Like really, because now, it's only just starting for me, um, but I'm getting brand partnerships, paid partnerships for, for videos, um, where I'm advertising products or brands. Um, I got, uh, I just finished an interview for a magazine, which is really cool. Um, all these podcasts wanted to talk to me. Um, also just because of my journey in general, but um, now I'm a partner with TikTok, which came about only because that I had a decent following and they saw the content I was putting out that was ed educational. And so here I am with that, which is a huge opportunity. Um, so really, really, if, I mean, I'm happy where I'm at, I'm grateful for it and I don't regret anything, but if I was looking back, I would have said, just start doing it now and stop holding back. With that said, at the time, I was still figuring myself out more. Um, because last year was the year that I really tried to focus on my health and, and get back. And I only just paid off my loans in December. So this what all kind of happened at the same time. So I don't blame myself or get mad at myself for any of that. Because uh, I was truly focused on what I wanted to do. At the time, I wasn't sure if I wanted to, to 
to do TikTok. Um, there were times where I was like, I don't really want to do this because uh, I didn't really, you know, it was mindset. And then, you know, obviously things changed. Um, so it, it's just, it takes finding yourself. It takes self-awareness, what you want to do and seeing the opportunity. And um, I'm trying to help people see the opportunity now. And I think you brought up a really great point about like, what, what does the following equal? You know, people, people hear a following and they're like, what's the point of that? And it's exactly what you just said. It's to, as soon as you have more eyes, more of an audience, then you have more opportunities. Um, and it's, it's an unfortunate or fortunate reality for people. And so without that, you wouldn't be here right now, like talking to all these people, having an interview with a magazine. I think that's amazing. And we're so excited for you. So thank you so much for coming on today. Gabby, do you have any other questions? Cause I had no more questions. <laughs> this was amazing. And I know that everyone listening to this episode is going to get so much value and just so much information that they may not have known. And like, this is, this is our call to action. And this is the time because like you said, TikTok in a year is going to look so different. And it's going to, like you said, it's almost at a billion users. It is going to get over a billion, which is like mind blowing to think about, but it's, it's time to start now, especially as a student. And if you're listening to this, you are probably still going through online class or you're about to transition back into in-person and take the time. Like when you go with your classmates, share your experiences because this is something as students, like none of us have ever gone through and you're in a, a place right now where you are currently going through it, going through a, a doctorate level program um, in a pandemic. So. Thank you. That's yeah. what I want to say. And with that said, like, um, you know, students can use it as just a creative outlet for right now. Um, you can just use it for fun and that's okay. Uh, and they're, you know, if they want to learn how to use the app, they're welcome to hop in, in the group too, because there's a lot of free content in there um, that we just talk about daily. It's just a good positive um, atmosphere. Um, you don't you don't have to take my course at all, but um, that is there if people are interested. It's very affordable right now. And uh, just if you are listening, um, you're welcome to reach out to me about anything, whether that's interest in traveling healthcare, um, home health, um, really any TikTok, really anything. Um, I always try and answer people's questions as much as I can uh, within the time I have. Um, so yeah, don't hesitate. If you have any questions to ask me directly, you can reach out to me on uh, any of my social platforms. What is the best one for them to reach out to you? We'll put the, uh, the all best, the uh, stuff below, of course. Yeah, I mean, the, you can. Um, my uh, username is at tickdocphysio um, on both TikTok and Instagram. The easiest way to reach out right now is probably Instagram, uh, especially if you don't have a TikTok account. So yeah feel free to DM me there or on Facebook. It's Kyle Freeman. And um, yeah, thanks for having me. Yes, thank you so much for coming on. And we enjoyed this conversation with you and we hope everybody did as well. Looking for a gift for a friend, classmate, professor, co-host of a podcast, or really anyone? Physio Memes got your back with apparel, drinkware, and home decor. And if you go to physiomemes.com, you can get a 20% off coupon with the code gratitude, spelled G R 
A-D-I-T-U-D-E-2020. And don't forget to check out his social media for a good study break laugh. As always, make life humorous. Thanks for listening to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our Instagram and Facebook page linked in the description.